I might let her touch my boobs and I'd close my eyes and pretend she was a man and that would be as far as I would go. Are, are you familiar with the concept of adult babies? There's no such thing as a guy who runs a successful business who's also a magician. Hey guys, welcome back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you are here to be a part of what we do. Episode 124 of the show. As always, I tell you how to hook up with us. Get your hooks in. Send us an email if you want to respond to anything you hear today or just anything you think in general that you would like our take on. You can reach out via email. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email. You can also leave us a voicemail if you would like. 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail number. I think that it would be a good idea for you to like our Facebook page. Uh, We meet a lot of new fans there. There's a lot happening on Facebook that isn't necessarily the show. So check us out there, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, help us climb the ratings there. Is there anything else? And Patreon. If you would like to contribute monetarily to the show, throw us a few bucks at the Baller Lifestyle Podcast at patreon.com. With all that out of the way, joining us now as always, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I, uh, I am through. At the end of the year, my wife likes to have a barbecue with uh, my son's classes, which I, that means back-to-back weekends with a barbecue what? with like random people. What? It's <laughs> not good. Not good at all. Michelle Daly is in it for herself. This is not. This is not. Uh, well, yeah, we, I mean, we have, we have, uh, we have a, like a back patio, which yeah, you know, there's not a ton of those here right. to have a barbecue. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's a little bit too much of doing good that we. It, so anyway, it. I just I just man the grill, right? Yeah, that's right. And I Tie I just hang out grill. at the grill. Drank beer, man the grill. Even when like people were pretty much done, somebody's like, you know, you still have the grill on. I was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, just in case, like, because I, I just wanted to stay by the grill, right. you know, just yeah. give myself an out at all times. Um, and anyway, my my son wanted somebody was talking to him about playing the guitar, and we had to have a talk after the barbecue about like, br- you you don't want to be the guy who brings out a guitar at at a party. <laughs> He's eight, so yeah. we'll give him a little leeway. He wanted to play Seven Nation Army, and mm-hmm. he, he can play like a couple of tunes, like Seven Nation Army and Satisfaction, like and yeah. and then like and then like Oh Susanna, like bullshit. So anyway, he plays like fumbles with Satisfaction. All of a sudden, I hear it being played pretty well. Yeah, and that a grown man singing, oh, and no. one of the dads had wrestled the guitar oh, away no. from him, like, "Hey, you want to see how this goes?" And he's singing away and like getting into it. And then I think he might have also played like Hotel California, and I've given Michelle the look, like, "Get that fucking guitar back yes. in our house, like, get it out of here." So anyway, that was that was a bad enough moment, but whatever, we can move on from that. Then I encountered 
the and this just this is an apology from me to black people everywhere. I encountered the most racist moment of my entire life. Interesting. And it's because as a white guy, you know of racism, but like how how many horrible racist things have you actually seen? Yeah, you don't run into it very often. You know it's out there. I'm not I'm not raised by it, but you never get full force right. hit you in the face. You hear an N bomb or racism. something. Yeah. But you don't you don't realize how bad it can be. So I've got like a, a a patio, and then our building has a courtyard near my patio. So like the kids were running around there, and I see some fucking older dude in like the Lance Armstrong regalia, like he was taking his bike, walking it through there, and he's got his bike helmet, and he was you know, he's walking through, and he goes, hey, hey, how are you? Hey, I'm you know whatever his name is, Ted Stevens, whatever the fuck his name was, and he gives me the handshake, and I'm like, this motherfucker's gonna tell me something about. Um, it's something about rules and regulations of the condo that, like, yeah. there's a kid riding a scooter in the courtyard. That's and so, I, so I'm just trying to be polite, thinking this is where it's going. And he goes, hey, um, I, I saw, do you see that black guy? And I was like, uh, yeah. And so one of the boys in my son's class, there, there were a few uh, black kids in the class. Right. One of the guys, he had his uncle take him. His parents couldn't take him. His uncle was like a younger guy with cornrows. Maybe didn't look exactly the part, but like it's not like my building's all white. It's like probably half white, a lot of Asian and Indian too, but sure. like whatever. I'm not living in like lily white. You're in an urban environment. Yeah. Like, I get it. <laughs> and he goes... Uh, did you see the black guy over there? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, what, what did that guy do? Yeah. Like, thinking, like, oh, yeah, he's over there, like, you know, smashing something. Like, yeah. I thought the way he's talking to me. And he goes, yeah, I saw him walking over there. He's he's existing in the world. You see that yeah, black guy Yeah, he said walking. He's Walk, he was guilty of walking. And yes. I was like, uh, yeah, he's with me. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he's like, okay. And then at, it's like... It took me a second to realize how unbelievably racist this guy was. Like right. he was, you know what the guy was doing? He went back to his uh, his apartment was a couple blocks away. He was going to get like bubbles for the kids. Right. Like, to, yeah. Like like he was, and so he walked through the courtyard to cut through, and this guy was like, "Yeah, I saw him walking." Yeah. And it just it took me a while. And like his like, case in the neighborhood. And then Michelle's like, oh, "What was that about?" And then like I. You know, I did the pussy move where it just didn't register in time. Sure. I would have told him to fuck off right there. Yeah. But I go, this fucking asshole is afraid of the black guy. Like yeah. I said it loud enough that he could hear it. Yeah. But like, I didn't, I didn't. Good for you. Say, but like, my God, you yeah. realize that like people among, amongst you are that like overtly racist. Like he thought it was totally cool. There were, there were, you know, other black people sitting 10, 15 feet away from him in my, in my back patio. Yeah. And like, oh my God, it's, crazy. it's just, it's crazy. It's just, it's, it's weird when you don't realize it, it's always happening. It's so, it's so, well, imagine how it feels to be a black guy. And like just, that guy would, yeah, that guy was getting eyeballed yeah. and like, he's that, probably just used to it. And that's, yeah, that's everywhere you go. That's every store you walk into. That's just all the time. And I don't, you know, I don't pretend to be like, you know, the pillar of race relations, sure. but like. Yeah, I don't think about it, like, to the point where, of course, like, we had my son's class over. Like, it wasn't like, let's just invite the white kids, honey, because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to insult, I don't want to insult the old fuck on the fourth floor. 
my goodness. Um, yeah. I mean, I just can't. Are you, you don't have like friends. Are you friends with your kids' parents' friends besides the class? No, no, I'm not. But yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not friends with white people or black people. I'm, I just, I, I feel like you reach an age and it's, it's very rare you're going to pick up a new friend. No. Yeah. I got enough friends. Yeah. Like I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to uh, talking with them in small doses, but like, I don't, I don't need to add more people into the loop. Yeah. I, I sort of agree. I've, um, I'm full up. We're full up over here. I saw this week and I thought I wasn't sure if this was an onion situation. Did you know they're making a Beverly Hills cop four with Eddie Murphy? With Eddie Murphy. Oh, but three was terrible. I know. Three, three was worse than Godfather three to that trilogy. Uh, and, and and it's produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, and the script is ready, and they've hired a director, and this thing's well, getting ready to if, roll. If it's if it's produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, I wouldn't say the script is ready. That's true. That's true. Or even exists. It's exists. It, <laughs> it's sort of talked about. Um, um, bad idea, Eddie. Yeah, and I, I I haven't seen it in forever. I think two was okay. Yeah, Maybe I can't I'm wrong. Remember, I think it was though. I think it was but, just pretty much the same. But three, I one. remember, was awful. Like I, I specifically remember the terribleness it, of three. It's really hard to recapture the magic. I hear a lot of people talk about this Ghostbusters thing, and they're like, "Oh, Ghostbusters, and it's women, and all, all this." And I don't. I'm like, it's the lowest rated trailer, and people are all hurt because it's like they're Ghostbusters, and I don't. I don't know about any of that bullshit. I think that's the best option if you're going to do like different. reboot, yeah. do it different. But the thing is, is that nothing is nothing is as good when it's rebooted. You know, it's not it's not going to be terrible. Yeah, there are exceptions. I think okay. the True Grit with Jeff Bridges that was pretty good. Was pretty good with yeah. Coen Brothers. Yeah. If you and and I because of that, like maybe what he called uh, the John Wayne version was showing like right. within the months of it being released, and I was like, all right, I'll check out the original and. You forget John Wayne, oh, horrible actor, awful. just really the, the worst. worst, really the worst, <laughs> really like as wooden as it gets. Yes, so terrible. yeah, there are exceptions, but yes. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's usually especially it, comedy. A comedy, right? Going back to the well is a really dangerous. Just com- thing. comedy sequels are hard because the, uh, the magic is getting to know the characters, and you don't know who they are and what's you know what they're going to be like, and then. And then when they go to reboot something or make a sequel, it's like, well, you can't really reintroduce the people because you already already know the, the personalities of the characters and stuff. So it's never, you know, it's just never as good. And so I, it's one of those things. I just, you know, write new stuff. Like there's plenty, right. of, there's plenty of room for new stuff out there. It's my. I will, I yes. I will give you a semi recommendation for for the HBO days. Um, Neighbors two wasn't terrible. Oh really? I didn't see Neighbors one. Oh, I thought Neighbors 1 was really good. Uh-huh. I thought it was, like, really funny. But uh, Michelle and I go to, like, two or three movies a year. Yeah. And mainly it, it's based off of, like, if her parents happen to be stopping by and it's like, well, let's go, to, let's go to a movie. Because if you're paying for a babysitter at 15 not bones an it. hour. Not worth it. It's like, Jesus, this movie Brutal. better be really good yeah. for 45 extra dollars. Totally agree. So, like, if we get a little free help – Fine, and the night that like that her parents were watching, that was the movie that was was available. So we went to it, and uh, my expectations for comedy sequels, like like you sure. were saying, yeah, are so low. 
that I would say for an airplane or HBO, like it was, it had its moments. It had yeah. some funny moments. It was not, it was not a, like a great movie, but it was, you know, you think of like Austin Powers two or like sure. movies that like they just cannot tell the joke again. You, no, Caddyshack two. Um, oh. so, well, Seth Rogen, I find him delightful. Like he, he really he is. works for me. I think he's really funny. I feel like we have the same sort of sensibilities. The stuff he finds funny, I find funny. I find him and very he's likable. Yeah, he's likable. He's likable. He's not smarmy. So. He's a likable dude. Yeah, he's great. And I'm, I got I got uh, I'm a fan of Rose Byrne. Oh yeah, I like her too. She's Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a fan. Rose Byrne. Yeah, uh, she's she's just had a kid with Bobby Cannavale, who's. I'm a fan of him. He's great. He yeah. is a fantastic actor. And easy. I never watched that show. The he is a little dreamy. Yeah, he's Uh, very. I never watched that vinyl, but Uh, I watched it. Everybody hated it. It was. I loved him in Boardwalk Empire. He was awesome. He's so great, but he does that thing. Like every episode is him sort of having a screaming moment, screaming monologue. Yeah, yeah. And I could see where people wouldn't be into that. And there was definitely like Mick Jagger's kid was in it and he was shit. He was the worst <laughs> thing in the whole show. But they had like a lot of the original songs and they must have spent a lot of money on music for that show. And there would be like, they'd go to Max's Kansas City and there would be John Lennon there and that like Bob Marley's on stage. And I don't know. I, I you know, I didn't, it didn't like set the bar for me as far as TV drama, like period TV drama, but I thought it was pretty good. I didn't, I didn't right. hate it as much as I hated it after the first episode, but I stuck with it and it kind of grew on me and I didn't, by the end I didn't mind it. It was okay. The uh, beauty of HBO yes. go is like, you can yeah, just watch it all. You can be like, you know what? I think this weekend I'm going to give it a shot and you just, you can knock it out. Yeah. It's really, it's really great. Somebody um, told me about a, a documentary they'd seen about heroin on, on HBO, and I dialed it up on HBO Go and watched it this weekend, and it really depressed the shit out of me. So yeah, I was going to say, that must have been a real laugher. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, okay, Ed, emails. Yeah. Guys, we all know you are the sports show of record and the dong show of record. These facts are indisputable. But your most important role in the podcast universe, in my opinion, is as the gold standard of shaming all kinds of shitheads anywhere around the globe that deserve it. That's true. That is true. Are you purposefully relinquishing this most important societal duty? It is with a heavy heart that I'm writing to you guys (laughs) to have to point out how you just pawed at that mini masshole who called the cops on his father last week. Hashtag let down. That's that's from number one fan of the show, Sarah DeMac. Uh, you know, I, I I'm sad to say Sarah's absolutely right on this one. Is I it, think we let our foot off the gas because we were just moving on to the next story. Yeah, it was towards the end of yeah, we had more to do in the show, but I I mean I feel like that kid did did himself in. Yeah, but just in general, I think we we just focused on that kid when really we should always be focused on the region. That's true. That's that's a great point. And I was listening. Uh, I just had my uh, my phone on shuffle the other day, and I heard a Louis C.K. bit where he said, "It's not that there is a Boston accent; it's that the people of Boston have collectively agreed to say words incorrectly." That's great. <laughs> well, Louis C.K. is a Bostonian, is he not? Yes, but he's saying like. He was the the whole the whole rap was was about uh, vagina, and f- he said until he was like twelve or fourteen, he thought the word was vagina. Yeah, because of the way they, they do talk. That. Yeah, 
And so he was just saying, like, nobody says words correctly. He wasn't... But it it is true. They're just the worst. And I'm watching... A, right now, I'm watching a Red Sox-Orioles game. And I'm thinking, like, there's, not, there's nothing likable about any of their sports teams. No. Agreed. Like... Like David Ortiz is their beloved son. That guy has never had a called strike. He like he's yes. he eyeballs everyone yeah. and he preens over every hit he gets. He's a complete jerk off. Uh, he's also going off this year. He's like yeah. ha- having a, he's hitting like three forty and has right. fifteen home runs and I think he's leading the league in RBI. He's right. going. Off. He's gonna be he's gonna be sprouting like fourteen fingers isn't, by next year because he's going he's going a little too heavy on the uh, the medicine. Isn't he about to retire? Didn't he announce this yeah. was gonna be his he last season? He announced retire and and why wouldn't a forty one year old fat guy yeah. just start playing the best sports of his life? Also, forty one. Like let's I need to see those records. I don't know what a Dominican birth certificate is printed on, <laughs> like like a like a leaf or something or carved into a piece of wood or something, but I need documentation that that guy's 41 because I'm 41 and that yeah. guy looks like he's at least 46. Come on. Fuck them. Fuck them and their lobster bisque. Yeah, he did that pretty well. <laughs> uh yeah, and Tom Brady and the, like yeah, how about, their, how about the owner of the Pats? French cuffs every day yes, of his life. French French collar, French cuffs, Bob Kraft. He's got like a about, 32-year-old girlfriend. He's in his 70s. They're tight ends. Worst. One guy was a one, murderer. The one tight end is just a straight-up serial killer. I don't even know if he was a murderer as much as a serial killer because yeah, he killed someone to cover up like a double homicide. Like, I'm pretty sure he's a serial killer. And then you've got Gronk, he, who is the the like – the textbook definition of a steakhead. Yeah, that's true. Although I got to be honest, kind of no. like Gronk. He's really, oh, he's really no. good. He's a really good player, and he just he's very good. good. But fuck him. I mean, he just likes to have a good time. Like, just uh, wants to go out there and have a good time. And he no, he doesn't like having a good time. He likes to let everyone know that's, he's having a good time. That's that a dude. different type of person. That's the guy at the party that's not having a good time. He's letting you know. He's the guy who goes, woo! He's, he's doing that. He, I think I like him, but yeah, he does play for a Boston team, but he's, he's a lunkhead from Buffalo, which they kind of amuse me. He's, he's yes. like a perfect bu- Buffalo. Christian Leitner's from Buffalo. We're not supposed to like people from Buffalo. That's right, Duke. Uh, even yeah. the band Boston sucks. Oh, agree with that. Fuck hey. the band Boston. <laughs> hey, hey, Tommy, play more than a feeling. One of the, I mean, okay, we know the worst band ever, the Eagles. They're from L.A., so right. we have to own them. But one of the one of the top. They're not named the Los Angeles. They're not named the L.A.s. Right, right. Well, one, one, named the Eagles. One of the top five worst bands ever. Aerosmith has Boston. those Boston roots. I I still maintain. Oh yeah, they should have died in 1978. Yeah. But 70s Aerosmith, I think, is a quality rock. Oh, band. so good, yeah. Like if I'm in a bar and I still hear uh, 70s uh, Aerosmith, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. But the love ballad 80s 90s Awful. Aerosmith is like it's like they're intentionally douche chilling you to death. Yeah, they Diane Warren wrote all their hits. Like they outsourced their their uh, songwriting to to some like Hollywood hit writer broad. Yeah, uh, not cool. They got off the coke. That was a problem. Uh, yeah. Okay, what is going on in the world of sports, Ed?
All right, Brian, if you had $15 million to invest, oh, yeah. what, what would be some things you would consider? Um, well, $15 million is a pretty good lump sum. You, I wouldn't go you can, to— You could retire if you, if you work with that yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I wouldn't go crazy. I, w- I would probably put most of it in safe things like bonds, index funds, REITs. Stuff like mm. that. Stuff that yeah. you're not going to lose your money. You're not going to go crazy on the returns, but you're going to make a nice little return. Then I would take, you know, some of it, a portion, and do some, you know, play in the market, try to make try to make some big bucks with a little bit of it. But the There's mo- no shame in that, right? Yeah, the most right? of it, most of it, I would let sit tight and just earn interest. Yeah. Well, uh, in the case of Dallas Cowboys running back Darren McFadden, he instead trusted his childhood friend Michael Vick. Now, different from the the quarterback with the hugely disappointed career. Either way, but but yeah, he trusted his childhood friend with his money, and uh, Vick went with a more outside the box approach. He didn't bother with all those pesky index funds and fixed income. Instead, Vick went the route of real estate and Bitcoin. What Bitcoin? Shockingly, the money is now gone. What? And, and, you know, Mac- McFadden thought something was amiss when Vic recently attempted to sell him a piece of property that McFadden had already purchased. <laughs> hey, don't I already own that? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm selling it to you again. See, this is how it works. You take the hits in your head for a living, and I sell you the same shit over and over again. <laughs> and uh, as you can guess, the Bitcoin uh, part of the investment didn't go well either. Shocked. Now, now DMC is out 15 sticks and is suing his childhood friend. Now, Brian... What is a worse investment? Putting all your money in quarterback Michael Vick's bad news kennels or investor Michael Vick's strategy of putting millions of cur- into a currency that doesn't exist? Like I said, e- either way. You don't want to do anybody in any business with anybody named Michael Vick. It's like right. it's like if a uh, somebody's like, "Hey, you got it. Hey, you got some money now, Ed. I want you to meet <laughs> with my financial guy, Chuck Manson." He's coming, he's coming over. <laughs> That's right. I've, gi- I've given him your address. He's going to come over Friday night. Might be a little bit late. He's going to bring a few friends, a few of his associates. Chuck Listen, Chuck Manson is the guy. You're going to want to do one of them's name. One of them's named Squeaky. Right. Just relax. It's fine. No big deal. His his buddy Tex is going to be there. It's all good. He's a really good financial guy. It's just one of those things. You got you got to use your intuition. First of all, he's a little excitable, but just bear with. No him. big deal. Um, and Bitcoin, like, isn't Bitcoin exclusively used as a, as a currency for criminals? Like, isn't that why it exists? Right. That, that drug dealing guy that was setting up like Silk the free trade. Yes. Yeah, Silk Road. Yeah. That was Bitcoin. And, and the, all the, like the Russians that I, I listen to this whole radio lab about, about ransomware, about how they, these hackers, they take over your computer and they send you a message and they go, Hey, if you want your files, you got to pay us $500 in Bitcoin by tomorrow. Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not an investment. It's a, it's a way for drug dealers to hide their profits. Unbelievable. And these, these football players, they're always getting fleeced for their money. 
And I thought it was like understood that when you got, when you got in the league, the first thing you did is you bought a bunch of Subways or Burger King because all the guys that you that retired and you're like, oh man, that guy's doing great. What, what happened? Oh, he bought like two dozen Subways when he got in the league. These, those Subways and Burger King franchises are huge money makers. That's, that's how uh, Magic Johnson built his stacks and he's not exactly <laughs> the Mr. Intelligence. He's not that's right. Come loudy. Right. He just ran up the he ran the triple double against the black community. He just bought all the things that that would make a lot of money. Starbucks. In, yeah. Movie theaters. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so I'm sorta of sorry for Darren McFadden. But guys, once you get if you come from lesser means and you get some money, number one rule get new friends. Do not yeah. bring these guys along with you. They they got nothing to offer. Well, certainly don't entrust them with your money because never they didn't they didn't come from a good background. It's not like no. he was hanging out with with the sons and daughters of Wharton School. No, no right? Like he was hanging out with with guys from the same background as him. Yeah. So like yeah, and I'm sure he had a real agent. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he had whoever was, like, a legit agent. Like, non-Master P. Yeah, exactly. But even Master P would be a better option than just a childhood friend. Agreed. What you do is you go to the guys that already have money, and you go, hey, I'm about to get some money. What do you have money? You seem to know how to get more money. How do I do that? And then they tell you who to go to. Veterans. Yeah. I. You know, I think about that, like, LeBron James, his his right hand man is a dude. His childhood friend. Not only is he a childhood friend, but the guy's name is Maverick. Yeah, here's the problem though. LeBron James has just made so much goddamn right. money that it's 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 really difficult for him to fuck that but up. But how much you want to bet he could have made more? Oh, of course. There's probably it's, some money sitting on the table somewhere. He's probably sitting on. Even though he's he's worth insane money, he's probably sitting on half of what he should be sitting on. Um, but imagine walking into a meeting and sitting down with some big wigs, some Robert Kraft types with their white collars and white cuffs, and you go, hey, this is my business manager, my point man, Maverick. Like, where's <laughs> And he pulls out a trapper keeper. Yes, yeah, like, where's, where's Slider? Like, Iceman. <laughs> Seriously, Maverick. Jester. Enough already with that. Um, Ed, what is going on? Speaking of people, you don't want to speak for you. Yeah. What is going on with the Rays and Orlando Magic sideline reporter? Well, again, I'm going to open this with a question. If you would, if you had to pick the best trait that keeps NBA and Major League Baseball sideline reporters employed, would you say it's their beauty and persistence, or would you say it's their sense of humor? <laughs> I'm going to go with the first one that you got to be yeah. sort of hot, not too hot. They don't want it to seem like you got hired just for being Be- hot. Because when they're too hot, it's it's a distraction. I've, there have been some over the years, and it doesn't it doesn't work yeah, out. It's, well. well, it's like it's like whatever town you live in right now. Well, depending. If you live on a, in a top 20 TV market and you turn on your local news, the weather chick is going to be pretty hot. Sometimes too hot. Sometimes too hot. Now, if you turn on the Spanish channel, 
<laughs> Univision. The weather chick is going to be ridiculously hot. Booming. Yes, like big ass, tight dress, big tits. But the but the regular weather chick, she's hot, but she's not super hot. That that's that's a uh, that's the sideline reporter move. You want to hire them because they're hot, but you don't want it to look like you hired them just because they're hot. There's a there's a black chick who does SEC games who mm-hmm. seems competent. Right, I'm sure she is. But she's a, she's a, maybe a little too hot. It's a little distracting, really? and I wonder. Really. Yeah, she's she she does a lot of SEC games. That might but. that might get me to watch. Tennessee Vandy. Yeah, I, I love SEC football. Yeah. Just just because they're they're usually good ma- good games like matchups, but right. whatever. All right, but anyway, yeah. Fox Fox Sports Emily Austin chose approach B, the, the humor one. Oh yeah. Last week. Uh, the Orlando Magic and Tampa Bay Rays sideline reporter made numerous racist remarks during a Barstool Sports Facebook Live broadcast. And by the way, how annoying is the new trend with Facebook Live? I'll be scrolling through, and then somebody will, will just start talking to me. And then I'll be like, what, pause. And then there is no pause, because it's actually happening in that moment. Yeah, and I, I had my notification, so it would tell me if somebody reacted to one of my things. Yeah. And I'm getting notifications like, hey, Washington Post is going live to discuss, no, you, gotta, you know, you turn best weekend arts. I, I, I got to figure out how to turn yeah. it off. Uh, all right. So anyway, this, one of the. Yeah. yeah. This one Emily hosts, Austin really yeah. wished that everybody turned off Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the, the Barstool Sports hosts mentioned how an undocumented immigrant who graduated from high school with a four or five grade point average, which I don't know how that's possible. Right. But had received a scholarship to the uh, to UT Austin, and she responded with, I didn't even know Mexicans were that smart. It's a great joke. She, she later made comments about Asians and Jews. Wow. You, go, you guys know that the Chinese guy is always the smartest guy in math class. I mean, that's true, but, I mean, it's a little bit racist. Go on. And also, that's, that's, a, that's a kind of a good badge of honor, right? Totally. Right? I'd, I'd wear that. But yes. anyway... But then, uh, then she she went with the uh, standard Jews are a little stingy oh and hold on to their pennies. <laughs> oh no! I I went to school in Boca, so I know most of that. The way I used to talk to the Jews in Boca, they hated it because I was a server and I just didn't care. And they would complain and bitch about everything. Was this chick drunk? Yeah, and then she capped off the interview by calling Cleveland Cavaliers forward Kevin Love a little bitch on several occasions. Oh, my gosh. She said Love has no aggression when he plays. Uh, as you can suspect, she's been relieved of her duties. Yeah. So, Brian, considering how dumb she is. Really dumb. Do you think she looks like Elle McPherson in 1988 or Christy Brinkley in 1983? <laughs> um, n- neither. I mean, is she that hot? Hold on. I haven't looked at her. Let me, let me Google. I haven't looked at her either, okay. but... She's got to be fucking hot because she's really stupid. Yeah, she sounds real dumb. Oh, there's a there's also a porn star called Emily Austin. Breaking news. Um, oh, this pre- this chick's pretty attractive, but she well now I don't know. I think I might be looking at the porn star version. Oh, here she is. Here she, she's tossing a football. Uh, yeah, she's okay. She's got that kind of like Texas like Southern look, blonde. She's okay. She's not like be you know especially beautiful. Uh, but she's okay. Uh, n- but obviously, like, not super intelligent. And those jobs, they're hard to get. 
Like there's a lot. There's not that many. There's a lot of cute chicks coming out of college trying to get those sideline reporter jobs and you got to intern and you got to train and they don't just pluck these chicks and put them on TV. Like they've been around, they've been producing, they've been working around these networks trying to move up and they're hard jobs to get. They're very competitive and it's it's always like each one is a stepping stone to the next one. And this chick was at a pretty high level. This wasn't any like local access channel. And she had two of them. Yeah, she was. I mean, she was working for Fox. She was doing two teams. Like this, this that's it for her. She's done. There's none. This isn't going to happen for her anymore. She'll probably she she now she could work for something like Barstool Sports or some sort of online thing. And I, yeah, they'd better offer a job because they just sunk her career. I'm not. I know that barstool sports is a big thing, and I, but, and I don't, I don't really know their content very much. But I know it's very popular. A lot of people go to that site. But one time, somebody sent me a link to something on their site, uh-huh. and I clicked on it, and all I saw that they, um, it was like about a chick, and they called the chick a, a smoke show. Ooh, she's a smoke show, and I'm like. I, I don't ever need to go on this site again. Like I don't, whatever. What does that mean? I don't know. Like, like she was hot, but that's like a douchey way to say a chick's hot that she's a smoke show. That's like my uncle one time yeah. referred to, to a chick as a sex pot. And yes. I was like, uh, yes. I'm pretty cool with us. Never talking again. Right. Like I don't like that. You've given me something that tells me that we're not going to connect in any other way. Like if you and this was and and I stuck to it like this was like seventh grade and I'm yeah. I'm still riding this thing oh, out good like for you. I see him at family occasions ever, over the years and it's like we're still gonna we're we're still not gonna live that moment down buddy uh, no that's that's a tough one. Ed, yeah, are are you familiar with the concept of adult babies? <laughs> You're talking about like. Dudes who complain a lot, that kind of thing? No. Adult babies. I feel like I saw this. Remember remember daytime talk shows when like you're in college age? Sure. It's the afternoon and there'd be like There were a bunch in the nineties. Jones. <laughs> there was like back to back to back kind of ones. Ricky Lake. I, Gabrielle I'm, Carteris had one for a while. Is that true? Andrea Zuckerman? And, and Tempest Bledsoe had one. There were there were like That's they just right. were feeling it changed into like reality and, and gossip shows, but like for a while there, it was just talk shows. I'm nearly positive that Jerry Springer still has a show. The Jerry Springer show, I I I'm almost certain really still exists. And Montel remember, Williams? I don't know about him. I don't I know. See, if he's still I see I see him uh He's in like some bad commercials, like late yeah. night ESPN commercials, where he's, he's like pitching reverse mortgages yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, reverse mortgage. It's some kind of like financial situation that you know that you know isn't a good deal. <laughs> I think it is reverse mortgages. Uh, well, I remember. I think it might have been on Jenny Jones, where I saw this concept of adult babies back mm. in the day. It might have been Springer, but these adult babies. These are dudes that they wear diapers. They uh, use the diapers. They do oh, baby no. does in the diaper, and then they want and they want to be taken care of. So usually they're partner. Oh, is, is this like a S and M situation where like the well, chick is kind of whipping them around? 
no, no. I think that, and they just go like, wah, and then they have to get burped. And oh, it's no. like, basically they do everything that a baby does, but they're not a baby. They're an adult. And Oof. it's like, but it, for them, it's sexual. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this. They're turned on by being a baby, an adult who's a baby, shits in his diaper and stuff and <laughs> sucks from the bottle. I mean, other than the breastfeeding, I don't think there's much of this I can get into it. This is definitely not... It's not going to be my thing. My fetish. Ah. Uh, that's, it's, uh... But they're not into baby. It's not like a child porn thing, right? Like, they're no. just... No, they're, they're just into, into like, the, the culture of babies. They probably hate babies and kids because it takes away from the attention. Because they're that, the ones wearing the diapers and they want the Because they're the baby. Yeah, they didn't get the attention as a kid, so now they need to be a, a baby. Well, Ed, luckily, you th- you'd think that this could only exist in the corners of the internet. Mm-hmm. But luckily... An adult baby fetish shop has opened in a Chicago suburb, suburb, and the residents are kind of <laughs> unhappy about it. It's, it's it's called Tykables, and it's set up as a nursery inside, but for adults, and it's all for adults who have a desire. An often sexual one, and I would say, and by often, I, I assume that means one hundred percent of the time, right? To feel like a baby again. Here's some of the products they offer. Ed, okay. store they have all they have diapers and rattles and all bibs, like all adult sized stuff. And there, apparently, there's a name for this. Ed, it's called adult baby syndrome, where the where the Sufferers or indulgence <laughs> may wear diapers, drink from bottles, and eat baby foods. They also sleep in cribs and crawl around on the floor. And this is what the owner said. The biggest thing I'd say is that our company provides diapers and other products, juvenile in nature, that are strictly for the pleasure of adults, said the owner. They're advertised adult for adults, with adults, and to adults. But Ed, the local politicians are not stoked. Mount Prospect Mayor Arlene Juracek. Is that is that a Chicago name for you or what? That's she her name might as well be Chicago McChicago in. Yes. Arlene Juracek addressed concerns about the shop in a town hall meeting Tuesday. They're still having meetings about this, Ed. Let me start off by saying that in addition to the parental concerns many of you have expressed, what we have here is quite personally one of a mayor's worst nightmares. (laughs) Uh, Against the wall in the back of the shop, the Tykable shop, Ed, stands an adult-sized crib packed with stuffed animals and lined with ready-made sheets. In another corner stands a six-foot-tall tower of adult diapers ranging in waist size from 28 to 40. The diapers, which can be shipped overnight, are adjustable and, thank God, accident-proof. On Tykable's website, it states that the diapers fade when wet and even have standing leak guards. This is actually, you figure, you know, you just buy this stuff on the internet, but it's like, a lot of times, I want to get some new uh, running shoes, Ed. 
mm-hmm. on the internet. And I mostly wear New Balance, but sometimes I'll cheat with another brand. And even in New Balance, sometimes I wear a 10 and a half. Sometimes I wear a 10. Mm. And sometimes I wear an 11. And, I, you know, I'll order some shoes. You don't quite know. I got to send them back. About half the time I have to send my shoes back because I just not positive what size I wear. Yep. Imagine that, but with diapers. You're all ready for a little adult baby sex play, and you order your right size diapers, and you're right about to fill them up, and you realize, hey, hey, these don't fit. I can't get those, I can't get those little tabs on the side, those little sticky tabs to stick. <laughs> I need to send these back to Tykeables and get another size. They'll be like, uh, we said unused. We, we see, saw a pube in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're not going to accept oh, it. taking it to another level. <laughs> and here we have, we've been so concerned about the internet. When shouldn't we have been more concerned that the actual breeding ground for deviance is Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it being in Illinois, but not in the middle of Chicago. Because I I go to Chicago, but like yeah. I'm pretty sure this store doesn't exist in Wrigleyville, so I I'm probably not going to encounter it. It's kind of weird. Like you could like suburban Chicago is like Bud yeah. Light and yeah, pretty standard brats and Bears jerseys, and you just don't yeah. really picture there being a big adult uh, baby community. Maybe like in the Castro in San Francisco or. You know, certain parts of Manhattan, you could find. Yeah. This oh, kind of if deviance. you said this was in the West Village, I yes. would, I would totally believe it. But yeah, we're having so much gosh fun at uh, t- what is it, Tykesville? Yeah, yes, Tykeables. <laughs> I, I was thinking as you're saying this, yeah. I was thinking, what a bummer. I mean, it's fun to to laugh about crazy fetishes, but what a bummer it must be to realize you've got a fetish. Like somebody's like. Oh, yeah. we just got we just got my baby this new rattle, yeah. and you're just rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, huge oh, shit, huge shit, yeah. I'm really into this. Yeah. Right? And again, to quote, or not to quote, but to talk about Louis C.K., I think it was an SNL uh, open where he's he's talking about how- Oh, yes. <laughs> how Child it must molesters. be- a, It must be so good because they know how bad it is and what bad trouble they can get, but they still pursue it. Yeah. Like, it's got to be a bummer to be into, like, if you had your group of friends and all of a sudden you realize, like, you're into fucking bonnets and diapers. Right. And you're you're like, hey, guys, uh, anybody up for going to Tykesville? What? That's Yeah. What? Your buddies aren't going to be into that. Or your buddy, like, points out a chick, hey, what do you think about her? And you're like, uh, I don't Actually, I'm only into um, Chinese bound feet. Do you see any of those around here? Because right. That's... All of a sudden, you just need a whole new group of friends. Now, yeah. it's great that the internet can provide that, but like your current group of friends won't understand. No matter what it is, it's not like you're going to find two guys into yeah. uh, babies in yeah. a group of friends. There's going to be yeah. one. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Steve, what, what are you doing this weekend, man? Do you want to get together and go um, oil wrestle some um, <laughs> Russian female bodybuilders? You into that? Uh, yeah, we, we got to leave. My uh, wife's having a baby shower. You're like, hey, you mind if I hang around a little bit and just see what kind of bonnets she gets? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see the gifts. I'm not, inter- I'm not interested in the women or the babies. I just want to see the gifts. Like, maybe you get two of something. I'll help you return it. Yeah. Awful, awful. 
Ed, yeah. it's been well documented that you and I are friends to the downtrodden. You specifically have made it your personal mission to enable the Hoboken homeless to further their addictive behaviors. Twice. Did you buy him a second beer? You said you were going to. I just went heavy. I went butt heavy. A regular butt, and he was cool with that? Yeah, he was totally cool. But you know what? Yeah. I mean, life life is certainly kinder to one of us than the other. Right. He, he doesn't a, have it too bad. But a thank you would have been nice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get bad, and I didn't get like a bad reception. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was like, like maybe a quarter not. Like it was just like, That's yes, yes, I'll accept it. It's like, buddy. I mean, I, I. If somebody gave me a beer, even totally. if it was a butt heavy, if somebody just totally. walked up and handed me a beer, I'd be like, wow, that's really cool of you. I was, I was at the beach last summer. And yeah. I was just sitting there with my family. My kids are in the water. I was just sitting there in my chair mm-hmm. under my umbrella. Some kids were leaving, you know, maybe like 19, 20 year old guys. And they're, and the guy, this guy was walking by and he's got a cooler and he goes, Hey man, he goes, do you want, do you want these? And he cracked his cooler and he had like three or four, like 24 ounce Coors Light cans. Excellent. And he's like, Hey, I got some extra beers. Do you want these? And I was like, yeah, I'll take those. I I was just feeling a little parched sitting here. I'm so I'm feeling so positive for the future. A young kid offered that. I mean, what a what a great humanitarian act. Yes, because I never have been in a situation where I've had extra beer. Ed, I've always just (laughs) had the right perfect amount. But this young kid was like, "Hey, I'm leaving." You know, yeah. I guess they were just too heavy for him to carry. He's like, "You want these?" And I and I had a cooler of my own. I'm like, "Yeah." Right, I've never, that, that moment's never happened for me. Like when I bought for the, the homeless guy the second time when I got him a butt heavy, yeah. it was on my way back with carrying my own six pack of like Lagunitas. And I was like, right. I, I saw the guy baking out in the sun. I was like, I'll get him, I'll get him a butt heavy for right. like a dollar thirty or whatever the big, you know, the big pounders. Yes, that was very nice of you, Ed. Yeah. Ed, oftentimes if I see a hobo or vagabond on the mean streets of Orange County, California, I'll mm-hmm. toss him a couple bucks or. Some maybe buy him an egg McMuffin or something. Just you know, pay it forward. Just this positive sure. vibe, you know. Help people yeah. out. And Ed, if you're making a list of countries on the planet that you would expect to be especially kind to the less fortunate, surely Canada would have to rate near the top, right? I would. I, I gotta say, they're either number one or. Maybe smatter in a, a Scandinavian country right. or two, but like Agreed. Def, definitely, they're up there, uh, top five. Yeah, definitely up there. Well, Ed, don't tell that to Dane Rusk of Regina, Saskatchewan. Oh no. Well, yeah, he's a typical Canadian. He's the kind of bro who rolled down his window to throw a few loonies at a sign waving Canadian homeless dude who needed the help. Mm-hmm. But alas, no deed goes on. No good deed goes unpunished in the Great White North, Ed. Where apparently there aren't any real criminals left to pursue because that homeless guy was actually a goddamn cop. <laughs> and our boy Dane got hung up in a sting from the story. According what was to the C- sting? According to CTV News, Dane Rusk was driving back from a mall in Regina when he saw an older man panhandling on the corner with a sign. When Rusk pulled up to give him change, 
He took his seatbelt off to lean out the window. Seconds later, a cop pulled him over to ticket him for taking off his seatbelt. A click it or ticket sting? Yes. I said, <laughs> what do you mean, eh? I didn't talk to any police officer, eh? <laughs> and he said, we'll give you, well, you gave him money, eh? Dusk told CTV News. The ticket's 175 bucks and $3 I gave to him. I'm out 178 all because I was trying to help out a homeless guy. Ed, they didn't even give him his three bucks back. They kept it for evidence. Oh, my goodness. That's in the evidence locker. Right. This is all part of an effort by Regina Police and other municipalities to capture drivers committing traffic violations, which range from distracted driving to not wearing a seatbelt. Speaking of those evidence lockers, Ed, it's it's a pretty good thing that I'm not a cop. And they're always chock full of goodness. And and in every, like, inside the police station movie, there's always always some stuff going on with the the evidence lockers. I mean, who's going to miss an ounce of Coke or a few doobies, you know? You got a couple bricks over there. Who's going to notice this ounce? No, no one's going to notice. Ed... Is it time to do what we as a nation have needed to do for a long time and invade Canada? <laughs> they're, they're, certainly, they're certainly giving us reason. I mean, totally. They, they are they're such a delightful country. They've produced Michael J. Fox, John Candy, Martin Short. But all great people. But this guy is Eugene kind of undoing. Lee. This guy is undoing all of it. It's, that's really fucked. This poor guy's trying to give, throw a couple bucks to a homeless guy, and the homeless guy is a goddamn fugazi. And what? But, but it was was that his motive, like to get people Unclear. to take off their seatbelt? Because overall, I, I, I try not to do it because the problem is uh, there's a there's a a long light by the Holland Tunnel that yeah. it's Hoboken's right by that tunnel. And so when you're pulling into town, you stop at that light, and there's always homeless guys. And that's when I'm not too friendly to the homeless guys because I don't want to have to stop there for, like, two minutes while the guy, even if I give him the money, like... They do well, the windshield thing? Yeah, I don't, well, they don't do that as much as they just kind of hover. But if I give him the money, now, like, are we bound to a conversation? Like, I don't want that. But I don't see a scenario where I'm taking off my seatbelt. I'm not saying no, this guy is wrong no. for doing it, but like, wh- does that happen that often that a guy's reaching for money that he has to take off a seatbelt? It seems pretty weird. There's a quote. Intersections are probably one of the most critical areas when it comes to accidents, obviously, and our high volume intersections are ones that we tend to target is what the cops said. So we will run random intersection projects through the city. So that doesn't really explain the homeless sting aspect of it, but it's fucked. I mean, they they should just... The seatbelt laws, it's been proven that they actually have brought down fatalities. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not minimizing that, but why not just sure. put... Put a camera, like do this the the camera operation where if people aren't wearing wearing their seatbelts, you mail them a ticket or something. Or a minimal you, a minimal ticket. How about you just play it fair? Like if you're driving and you see somebody without a seatbelt on, you pull them over and write them a ticket because that's the law. Fine, but I mean this guy being like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna disguise with a toque and a couple of empty cases of Molson. 
and uh, he's going to offer me money and take off his seatbelt. Like, yeah, this so guy far. probably stung one guy out of 7,000 over, over a couple weeks when he was sitting there. What's the Bullshit. point? Yeah, and, the spe- yeah. and Regina, Saskatchewan, it's fucking freezing up there. This, this cop must have been outfitted in all kinds of Gore-Tex. I, just hearing that town name, I kind of want to start submitting stories to the local paper as you're saying it, like being like, yeah. Regina open for business. Oh, or one. talk about the pollution, be like, yeah. Regina is very dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Regi- Regina stinks. <laughs> There's... There's uh we we opened up a new roadway and now there's a gaping hole in Regina. Yes. <laughs> Reg- Regina Expressway open for business. <laughs> Regina letting more passengers in every day. Yeah. It is time for Fancy Pop with our very own Let's do it. Pop culture correspondent Fancy Sauce. She brings us all of the celebrity gossip, all of the Shia LaBeouf news that we need to talk. I don't know. The breaking stories about Shia LaBeouf. Breaking stories about Shia LaBeouf. Kate McManus joins us now. How you doing, Kate? Are are you guys playing a game of Operation, by the way, over there? I hear some buzzing. (laughs) Now that's... The Bolo Lifestyle World headquarters has various noises in the background of the studio. Special sound effects. That's the drop we like to use. You're playing Funny Bone or what was it? Sounds like like Operation. Or a clothes dryer. Kate, I don't want to. I don't want cycle. to um, preempt any of your stories. Do yeah. you have any Shia LaBeouf stories in your news broadcast today? No, but I forgot that he is hitchhiking. I forgot yeah, to bring that up. For those of you that follow the Baller Lifestyle podcast you on Facebook, post I that. posted it there and was sent to us by a listener. Oh, he's he's in the uh, the I making a murderer territory, right? Yeah, he's at, I forgot, as bad. a as a and one of his art projects or something. He's he's hitchhiking across Wisconsin. How much money Wisconsin. has he made? Not enough. We don't know. It seems like I mean, Transformers probably was was good money, but like, yeah, but he might have some backhand points or something. Yeah, I mean, it's there's lots of ways to get paid, and if you're an actor these days, oh, he hitchhiked through Wisconsin, Minnesota, and South Dakota yesterday. Haven't these people been through enough? Uh, Hold on, I'm going to tell you right now. um, I'm doing celebrity net worth, net worth, Shia LaBeouf. Net worth twenty five million. Okay, so he does have that kind of money. That's some pretty good money. Like, that's, I, I would have guessed like that's, that's enough money. Yeah. If it was eight, I'd be like maybe not too many trips to to uh, making no. murder territory. Somebody should turn him onto that Bitcoin deal. Yeah, I feel like there's money to be. Do we made know off. why he's hitchhiking? Yeah, but that means he's going to act more. I, I kind of want him to be wealthy that he doesn't have. That's to. true. That's true. Yeah, then he can only take these kind of projects, like Lars von Trier movies, that no one actually has to see. <laughs> uh, I think it's an art project, Kate. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you right now. Oh, he loves a good uh, art project. Oh, yep. Yeah, he's hitchhiking through the U.S. with artists Nastia Roncoco mm-hmm. and Luke Turner. Since May, he's been to Philadelphia, New Orleans, Utah, Michigan. And oh, he was spotted taking a boat in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, Sunday night. It was seen at Sheboygan Monday morning. Like, haven't, haven't the people in Minnesota been through enough? <laughs> or, we'll say. Wait, what's that say? Wisconsin. 
Wisconsin. Uh, okay. Oh, real quick before we get into fancy pop. Yeah. Life coaching update. Last okay. week, Adam in Sugarland mm-hmm. reached out and he wanted to know. Oh, he had to fire someone. He's want. He has to fire somebody. He wasn't sure uh, how to. Don't do tell it. me he's put it off again. So he reached out and here's the email update. Fucking chickened out today, fellas. I think Ed D rattled me a little with his humanity and whatnot. (laughs) Way to go, Ed. Going to pull the trigger Monday when he shows up late, and then he did the thumbs up emoji, so... He'll probably, I, it'll probably be the first day that he shows up yeah, on time or probably, early. He was probably on time, and he <laughs> killed somebody with the forklift, just like I said he was going why, to. Why not have the conversation with him? You're going to be a father now. You need to shape up. Like, this is it. This is where you need to step up. Because some people do step up in that situation. That's, uh, that's what I was yeah, getting at. Give him a yeah. chance. You're, you're a good guy, Ed. Ed, I wouldn't expect that kind of bleeding heartism from but you. Wh- why? People. Am I of all people? I'm the nice one of this show. What? You guys, what? You guys are the most judgmental people on earth. Oh I'm my I'm god. Nice. <laughs> up is down, down is up. This whole segment is about making fun of people. You're out of order. I'm out of order. Okay, here's another one. This is from Ish. Hey y'all. Here's a fuck Mary kill for Brian and Ed. Although since y'all answered Kate's Leto LaBeouf Depp question, Kate can chime in if she wants of to. Of course, this, we all we all participate in this. this well, thanks for letting me. This chime isn't in. as fun as um, Right to Bill's daily choice, Daily's Choice game, which is my my personal <laughs> favorite game. Um, well, 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 next time we get a Daily's Choice, I'll include you in on that one, Kate, so you can give us your opinions. Okay. Uh, okay. Fuck Mary, kill Ed. Rosie O'Donnell, Whoopi Goldberg, or Honey Boo Boo's mom. Go ahead. Uh, to be honest, I don't actually know who Honey Boo Boo's mom is. I know, I, I kind of know, Honey Boo Boo is like a fat kid, so I assume she's a fat mom, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand. I feel like fat's an understatement. I think Honey Boo Boo's famous because she does pageants, but she's like a rolling. she had a TLC show. But she's fat, right? Like, I feel like that's the only thing I know about her. Yeah, she's really fat and gross. So, so the mom is probably fat. Well, they're like, they're hillbillies. Yeah, the mom's like really So Whoopi Goldberg, who was the first choice? No, Rosie O'Donnell, Whoopi Goldberg, or Honey Boo Boo's mom. Okay. Go ahead, Ed. So, oh, man, I don't even know what the fat one looks like, the Honey Boo Boo. But Rosie O'Donnell, she's really not funny and really not attractive. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could say that for all of them. But I will say this for Whoopi. Fucking Sam Mayday Malone was like banging her for an extended period of time. Yeah, there were a couple. So Ted Danson. I for that reason, I guess I gotta marry her because yeah. if if she was good enough for Ted Danson for a while and he moved on to Mary Steedbergen, who is a, an attractive lady. Very attractive, yeah. I mean being being Eskimo brothers with Sam Malone is worth it. Yeah, that that alone is pretty good. I'd keep her around. Even though yeah. she's her voice, Jesus. Yeah. Um, She's barely audible. I, so it's the it's the evil that I don't know versus the evil that I know. I don't. I really don't know what Honey Boo Boo's mom is, but I think I have to. Who am I having sex with? I guess I'm gonna have sex with with. I don't know what Honey Boo Boo's mom. I'm gonna have sex with her because I just. Oh my god. I don't know what she looks like, but okay. she can't be Rosie O'Donnell, right? She's worse. Oh, she is? Yeah, much worse. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. But you, you, yeah, you could choose her. You're sexing Honey Boo Boo's mom. Who are you marrying? I'm marrying Whoopi. Oh, and, marry Whoopi, and kill I'm, Rosie O'Donnell. I'm, I'm murdering Rosie. Okay. For, as for me, Honey Boo Boo's mom is really disgusting. She, I kill her. All right, I just Googled her. I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill her. You want to redo? I'm, I'm going to have to have sex with Rosie, which is okay. tough. Yeah, this is my same. Yeah, this is, this is where I'm at. Uh, yeah, Honey Boo Boo's mom I kill. Rosie O'Donnell I have sex with begrudgingly. And then I marry Whoopi Goldberg because Whoopi Goldberg, while annoying, smokes a lot, a lot of weed. So there would always be a loaded bong or a doobie around or some edibles. And I could just get real high and chill on the couch. Plus, she's rich. And she probably has good stories, right? She's been yeah, around some like legit talent. And she's kind of like, you can't really understand her when she and talks. And there's one time uh, Ted and I were hanging out with George Went. Yeah, also, I feel like we may have taken her. I may have taken her in a previous year's um, death pool. Death pool. I couldn't remember what we call that thing. The death pool. I feel like she might not be long for this earth. So I'm, I could stand to inherit all of it. So I'm going to marry Whoopi Goldberg, fuck Rosie O'Donnell, and kill Honey Boo Boo's mom. Kate, quickly. Um, I would do the same. I'd kill Honey Boo Boo's mom, Alana. That's what because, she's called. I think so, yeah. yeah. Just because we just we don't need any more people oh, like God. that. Yeah, she's really disgusting. Especially like if she tries to breed some more. Yes, I've only seen pictures. She needs to be eradicated. Yes. Um, I'd marry Whoopi because Rosie's got all those kids. Oh, right. Rosie seems fucking annoying yeah, as well. Yeah, she seems like a real she's ball like, buster. And she's really unfunny. Yes, and so just not nice. So I'd have to have nice. sex with her, but I wouldn't have to have actual sex with her. Well, you'd have to scissor. I wouldn't have to do anything. Yeah, no. no you would let her deliver. No one knows what lesbian sex oh. is. There's no like defined Rosie O'Donnell. like I it's whatever I want. She like she wouldn't want to have Close sex with you. Close my eyes and she, I'd pretend she was a dude. She would want to have sex with you. Well, I wouldn't. You're, you're, and that would be rape. So I am calling the shots. No, you're I, it's the whole point of the game is fuck Mary Kill. You have to fuck one of them and you're saying it's Rosie O'Donnell who you would have sex with. I've just I'm, finished telling you there's no like actual fucking in lesbian well, sex. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. But there'd be something. Yeah. There could and be. I, there could I would be decide equipment. what it would be. She'd she'd go down there and get to work. Not if I didn't want her to. She'd get right in there. She's anyway, experienced. You guys aren't in my bedroom. You don't know what she'd, our sex is. She'd get down there. And I start. might let her touch my boobs, and I'd close my eyes and pretend she was a man, and that would be as far as I would go. It would be like the scene from Coco and. And fame. then I would marry Whoopi because Whoopi's definitely got lots of money, oh, and yeah. we'd just have a good time. Rosie O'Donnell's got probably also more money, Whoopi's though. got no kids. Yeah, I think no she baggage. does have kids. Well, not little ones. All right, I get it. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Kate. Shall we? That was from Ish, by the way. Thanks, Ish. Thanks, Ish. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What's happening in Fancy Pop? Um, first of all, thanks to our newest Patreon subscriber, Mark the Nomad. Hero. Hero. Thanks for, thanks for becoming part of our Patreon fam. Yeah. All right, we had two celeb breakups last week. Taylor Swift and Calvin Harris finally called it quits. M- music's uh, most nauseating couple. Huge bummer. Um, I, I apologize. Who is he again? I know you've mentioned Calvin Harris times. is like one of the well, if probably the highest paid DJ. Oh, DJ. Producer. That's right. That's right. DJ. He's more he's of a, a music producer. He's a DJ, which by definition means I have no idea who he is. But you, he you played a story one time. They make tons of money, right? Tons, yeah. tons. Hundred million he's dollars a, a year. He's a big time producer as well. Yeah. But you have to hang Pop out in a music producer. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Now he d- he's not an Ibiza DJ. He didn't. Didn't he produce um, the Rihanna? 
Women in love, in love, yeah, well, that was he was he was an artist on that song with her. So he stacked some chips from that for sure. Um, many sources okay. well, close to the pair claim there hadn't been any drama that caused a breakup, but rather that they'd simply decided to go their separate ways due to incompatibility. I, aka, she's a huge pain in the ass. I would not be surprised to learn that Taylor Swift is the actual devil. Like at some point she does that thing like from a movie where she like Scooby-Doo where she rips off her Taylor Swift mask and there's horns underneath and she's the actual, she's Lucifer in the flesh. Um, Calvin officially broke his silence about the breakup and addressed, um, addressed it on Twitter, made, making a, a, a nice tweet about something about love and respect and thirsty Tay Tay immediately retweeted it let's, like seconds later. Let's not, let's not let this guy off the hook because I don't know what his real name is, but he's changed it to Calvin on purpose. Um, is it, it's like Scott or something. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Also Gigi Hadid and Zane from one direction. Zane Malik. Do you know previously these, of one direction have also ended their relationship. Do you know who these people are, Ed? Uh, I, I know Zane Malik is, they were making a big deal about him last summer cause he, Dropped out of One Direction, and right. I only knew the guy with the the bullshit hairdo, Harry. Harry, that's right. And that was the only one I had heard of. And they're like, "What are they going to do with Zane?" Well, I, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know who who's Gigi Hadid. Is that what you said? Oh, it's, oh, she's a model. She's pretty hot. She's, she's like she the new breed Kinda of supermodel. Yeah. She's like twenty. Yeah. Her mom was Yolanda Foster. She was married pretty, to David Foster, music producer. Line. Um, these, these boy bands, it's like everyone knows that the boy bands, they, there's only one guy that anybody cares about in any boy band. And the only people that don't know that are the other guys in the boy bands. I don't think that's true anymore. Are you sure? Yeah. One Direction, like each person like, has like their own fans. Like nobody's sure. out but buying in the last AJ in the last, albums. In the well, last year, I think like I've these, heard more about the Zane guy than these Harry These boys now. are all cute because he went out on his own. Yeah, he's been – so Harry's been usurped. The, the hair guy is out. What about the guy that had a kid, Louie? There's How's not, he doing? There's a guy named Louie who's yeah. like 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a – well, what? they're British. I think that's they're worse. Welsh. That's worse than a 40-year-old guy named Ed. One of them's Welsh. Yeah. Louie. All right, let's yes. move on. Louis Zane, one, my One Direction. Harry, and what's the other one? Louis, Louis Zane, Dean, is it Dean? Nile. Sweet. Okay, what else, Kate? Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, there's somebody we know. That's a celebrity. Well, he is like a baller lifestyle like favorite. Yes. We like to follow um, yeah. his movements. Also, closely. A, also a Wisconsin. Bring you updates. He violated his probation by failing a drug test. Um, apparently, Screech's urine test tested positive for mm. oxy oxycontin i bet it also te- tested positive during for a sadness. test administered last month diamond <laughs> told his police parole officer he'd recently taken a painkiller for a toothache yeah and you guys can see I that but i was doing the like quotation air quotes, air quotes. We, but he also implied. admitted to not knowing what kind it was yeah because it was an old prescription um, good story. I mean, you don't have to just take a pill willy nilly like you used to, where you just find a pill. I hope Screech knows that oxys will kill you. Well, not just one. That that guy who oxys. ran the Max clearly was dealing drugs. Oxys. Yeah. What was, what was that guy's name? Max. Like you had Max the magician. If he ran the Max. Guy, there's no such thing as a guy who runs a successful business who's also a magician. No, doing magic. 
Right? Like, don't show me a fucking flower out of a top hat. I don't even know what you And then serve me about. my bill. Kate, did you did you not have Saved by the Bell in your country? No. You didn't it didn't make its no. way down there. No. Oh my god. Uh, all right. It's a pretty good show. I'm sure it's great. Pretty good. Um, Kevin Hart got jacked for five hundred grand worth of stuff what? when burglars broke into his house. <clears throat> Her, um, he lives in Tarzana. Which is weird. Anyway, some burglars. It, but aren't um, there some baller areas out there? Like, by, yeah, like Lake he was Tarzana in like a, he was something? in an exclusive like yeah. gated neighborhood with security guards. I so be- it's interesting that it got broken into. We're told the thieves made off with jewelry, watches, and clothes. Um, while Kevin and his family were in Miami. I believe that um, Steve Carell lives in Tarzana. His uh, house is, has surveillance cameras inside and out. So um, they'll probably figure it out. Well. I have a I have a suggestion on how he can make that money back. Do maybe movie? maybe he plays kind of the smaller, loudmouth, less competent cop mm-hmm. in a buddy movie. Like the itty movie. bitty one. And then like the bigger senior cop is perturbed by his presence. I like how he partners up with Have he and Martin done a movie together? I, I like how well Martin's gone off the deep end. I don't think he's around anymore. Yeah, he he was running in a, around in a trash bag like ten years ago, right? Right. Um, right. Kevin Hart does the does the impossible by making Ice Cube look tall. That's right. <laughs> um, he's so little, giddy. He lost half a million. <laughs> That's in, like five dollars for him. But I've just I've just looked up Kevin Hart's net worth. Would anybody? And of course, the internet does not lie, so this is an accurate I number. Know, of 50 course, fifty million. Fifty million. Kate says Ed Daly, fifty million over under. I'm going to take over 50. I'm going to price yeah, it right you. Probably closer to 100. Closer to 100, you say? I'm going to say yeah. 70. 70 million? And Kate, you say 100? Or like 85. 85 million? Are you Price ready? is right rules are in effect. No, I'm settling on that number. Okay, it's 85 to you. And Ed Daly, you've got 70? Yes. Well, whoever chose $1 is going to the showdown because it's actually $62 million. Oh! Yes, which is a pretty fair amount of money. That is I mean, that is great for somebody who really has never made me laugh. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I'm happy for his success, but uh, he's not my thing. Okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? Um, I have an update um, on the Amber Heard Johnny Depp situation. Oh yes, um, Amber's camp called the cops yesterday, claiming Johnny's people were taking items from his downtown L.A. home in violation of the restraining order she has against him. LAPD officers were responding to a possible violation of a court order. His own things. He's Johnny, taking his own things. Johnny was ordered to stay 100 yards away from his home with Amber um, when she got the temporary restraining order. Um, however, sources con- connected to the couple tell us Johnny himself was not there. It was just his people removing things from the walls and taking furniture out of the home. Because part of the restraining order includes a move-out order, which allows Depp to take personal clothing and belongings needed until Friday's hearing. So he actually wasn't in any violation of the restraining order. Wow. Um, <laughs> they're, so, just, they're just giving him a few spare scarves. If, and- only, <laughs> if only we could reach out to Johnny Depp and ask him, Johnny... Yes, yes. Well, oh, I, oh, I, Johnny Depp joins us now. Johnny. What were you removing yes. from the marital home? Well, the thing was, I, I didn't have my Tuesday or Wednesday bangle bracelets, nor <laughs> nor did I have my special Thursday or Friday uh, scarves. So, as you can tell, I, I, I was to, unable to leave to the like, home. Yeah, hard to function, I imagine. 
Uh, there was there was a moment uh, where it reminded me of an episode of Twenty One Jump Street where Peter DeLuise, um showed me uh, the uh, internal world of uh, high school coke dealing, and I realized there was there was no way out unless I had my Wednesday bangle bracelet. So uh, in order to avoid uh, high school cocaine. I, I realized I needed my Wednesday bangle bracelet. Johnny, do you think it's possible that your people might have accidentally removed some of Amber's eyeliner instead well, of yours? Well, here's the thing. That was never Amber's uh, oh. eyeliner. This was always mine. Amber, Interesting. Amber has natural, Plot twist beautiful I did not eyes. See coming. Mm-hmm. I am the one who needs to accent my beautiful eyes. Right. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, well, thanks, Johnny. Thanks for joining us, Johnny, um, Depp. Johnny Depp, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> also, a further update on that story is Amber's close friend, the artist Io Tillett Wright, says she's the one that called 911 the night of March 21st because Amber never would. She mm. said, I called 911 because she never would because every time it happened, her first thought was about protecting him. She claims Depp repeatedly apologized for other violent incidents and repeatedly swore to never do it again. Mm. Um, in a blog post, she writes about an alleged attack in December where Amber woke up with her pillow covered in blood. Wright says, I know this because I went to their house. I saw the pillow with my own eyes. I saw the busted lips and, and clumps of hair on the floor. Um, she describes Johnny as a dear friend who helped her through dark times, but says she needed to call him out after what she heard the night May 21st. I was on the phone with both of them and heard it drop, heard him say, what happened if I pulled your hair back and her scream for my help? I wondered, like so many times before, if I should break the code of silence that surrounds celebrities and invite the police into the situation. Code of silence. So she's willing to go on the record um, about that. She Mm. says, um, also, Depp has never denied touching Amber. Mm. So that's where that story is. I don't think he's made any comments. I don't don't know what to believe here. Have have you ever heard of somebody refer to someone as a dear friend? Oh yeah, that's always. I do. Don't you feel like? Don't you feel like when that comes up, you're defending like a a shaky relationship? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. You have to. You don't say that when someone's like just fine. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy Ed. I say my buddy Ed. Ed. You don't say my dear. You say dear friend when you're sort of hinting at something else. That's right. When you're saying they're a piece of shit. Yeah, I know this guy. He's a piece of shit, and I'm going to let you know that by calling him my dear friend. And also, I think we always err on the side of believing the victim. That's right. Well, we don't want to victim shame. And the truth will come out. Always. The truth will come out. Always. Uh, Okay, Kate, what else? That's it. Excellent job, as always. Excellent job, Ed Daly. Excellent job, everyone. Kate McManus, well done. Thanks, all of us. So, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus... I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 124 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.